Direct from Montreal, Canada, this is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Joining me from the band Crocus, it is lead singer Mark. We discuss the band's Adios Amigos a Farewell Tour, which they have said on posters, we will not be back. So what differentiates this farewell tour from other farewell tours that are really not really, really farewell tours? They're more like, all right, we'll see you in a few years. Bye for now, tours. Uh, but we'll see. This one, uh, they seem very convincing about not wanting to come back. So we will uh, discuss that with Mark. Also, we will find out why does the band not play some of their biggest hits? Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a lot of songs out there that made them famous and made them, you know, popular in the United States and they don't play them. And Mark has a very sensible explanation as to why they are skipping some of their best known songs on tour and have been for the last, God, decade or more. We also uh, dig in to their Netflix movie. That's right. Crocus will be the feature of a Netflix movie. I personally am wondering, is it going to be sort of just Netflix Switzerland or is it going to be available globally? I personally hope that it's available globally. I'd like to hear, the uh, hear, see, read, whatever, the story of uh, Crocus. And uh, hopefully Netflix will uh, deliver for that to a global audience. Uh, also, uh, in uh, December, December 17th, they, uh, they did their uh, bye-bye. Farewell to uh, Europe, but mostly uh, Switzerland. They played their final show in uh, that territory. They will be coming to North America in 2020 for a whole bunch of new shows, which will be the final shows. So far, so far, nothing near me. No Montreal, no Toronto, no Ottawa. Hopefully that'll change. We need more Crocus, not less. But um, at that final show in uh, Switzerland, Sony Music of Switzerland gave the band an award for 15 million records sold. And that's about 15 million records sold since about 1980. Now, I posted that on my socials. And a lot of fans wrote wrote in and said, no, 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 those are 15 platinum albums for Switzerland. That's only about 300,000 uh, copies sold. Platinum in different territories means different things, and in Switzerland it means X amount, and therefore it's not 15 million, you're wrong. Well, I'm not wrong. It is 15 million albums sold worldwide since uh, the 1980s. Now, I've always found that kind of interesting, because when you talk about bands like Status Quo, Thunder, Gothard, Pink Cream 69, uh, Mustache... Backyard Babies, um, boy, there's a whole bunch of bands. Uh, and I'm trying to think of one. Uh, uh, Pretty Maids, that's the one I'm trying to think of, Pretty Maids. These bands have a lot of success in Europe, and for all those bands, the success never translated to North America, with, with the exception of Crocus, who, of course, had some success here. But but when you look at Status Quo and at Thunder and and even a band like Europe, for, for crying out loud, which had a, a bump here in the 80s, but really hasn't been a, a thing for a while. Uh, anyway, I find that sometimes North American fans have this tendency to believe that if they ain't famous here, they ain't famous anywhere. And that's 
not true. A uh, case in point for me is, uh, is status quo. I mean, status quo opens up Live Aid. They do a whole bunch of big arena shows in um, uh, uh, the UK. And they come here. They probably couldn't fill a bar, which is strange, right? Uh, same thing with Doro Pesh, by the way. I mean, uh, she did a show not too, not too long ago where she did a, an arena in Germany. And you come to a North America and they're doing the club circuit. You know, uh, Thunder, one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, regularly do shows in the UK to audiences of 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 7,000. Uh, they just did their uh, Christmas show run uh, that they do uh, traditionally every year. And the places were packed. You go online, go to Thunder Online or whatever, go, go see the pictures. It's packed. Three, four, five, six thousand people packed. You can't even get Thunder to come over to North America because um, I, I doubt they could fill my living room here, which is strange because their music is as accessible and as melodic and as hard rocking as anything Bon Jovi's ever done or Def Leppard's ever done or any of these bands that we like, any of these melodic rock bands that we like. Can't get arrested here. Anyway, I just... I just found that quite interesting that when I posted that picture about Crocus and I wrote down, hey, uh, Switzerland, uh, Sony Switzerland gave them these awards for 15 million copies sold, people started going, no, 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 you, you got it wrong, 15 times platinum is not the... It's like, well, yeah, but it is. That's what the award was for. It was for 15 million sold. It wasn't for 15 times platinum anything. It was for 15 million sold. So I wasn't wrong. And it's just, anyway, I, I just find that fascinating that, you know, you saw like the, the three monkeys, right? Uh, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. So if those bands are in North America, it's, you know, see no thunder, hear no thunder, speak of not of thunder, or in this case, I guess, crocus, you know, see no crocus, speak no crocus, hear no crocus. Uh, therefore, they do not exist. And, it, well, yeah, you know, I love North America. I'm from North America. I'm from Montreal, but... There is an other world out there. There are, there are other territories who happen to like music and who happen to like music that we don't necessarily like in North America. So anyway, anyway, j just because, uh, well, um, anyway, l let us move on. Let us, let us get it to our, uh, to our guest today. Uh, and in fact, let's just do that quick intro from the band Crocus. We have a singer, Mark, and uh, his last name really depends on where you live, uh, right? I think if, if it's in Italy, it's Strace. And if you're in Quebec, it's Stras. And if you're in North America, it's Storis. Either way, here he is, Mark. We are speaking with Mark Storace, or Mac Storas, as we say here in Quebec, or for Americans, Mark Storis, from the band Crocus. Uh, bonjour, Mark. How are you? I'm fine. Yes. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting how, uh, depending on where you live, people have a different way of saying it. But I think the most important thing, as long as they say Mark from Crocus, it's all, that's all that matters. So <laughs> Exactly. So let me, let, let us get into to Crocus, because you're doing this farewell tour, where you're saying, yeah. we're done, and we're out of here. And uh, and help me with the pronunciation, but you played the Hallen Station, I think it is? Uh, Stadion, Stad with a D. Stadion? Uh, in stadium. A st it's like stadium, stadium, you know, stadium. 
yeah, Stadion. And, and it's it's in Switzerland, and it was sold out, and there were some pictures on, on the internet of this incredible crowd, and, and the capacity of the buildings, 15,000, and it was, it was listed as sold out. And, you know, here in, 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 in Canada and North America, I put the pictures on my socials, and people went, oh, great, who are they opening for? And I went, no, 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 they're not opening for anybody. That's that's their crowd. <laughs> and then the yeah, next day, yeah. I, I put these platinum awards, and it said for 15 million albums sold, you know? And fans were like, yeah, no, world, no, no, Mitch. Worldwide. 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 But, but folks from, from America were like, no, 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 Mitch. Uh, a platinum album in Switzerland is only X amount, so that's only 300,000. It's not 15 million. You got it wrong. And it's like, no. I don't have it wrong. So I, I want to get to that first, the, the perceptions, because, you know, a lot of bands uh, that aren't very, um, uh, you know, we, we don't think about a lot of in the States, like uh, Thunder and Status Quo and stuff, have these incredible careers, and you've had an incredible career. So talk to me about that. The, yeah, so talk to me about sort of that, 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 that double career where in Europe and in Japan and in other markets – you are as big as any other band. And then there's sort of a frustration with North America. Talk to me a little bit about, about having that incredible success in Switzerland and, and what it meant to you to have 15,000 fans come and say, merci, bonsoir, thank you for all the memories. Well, it felt fantastic. And, and I really had to fight back to hold my emotions so that I wouldn't get a frog in my throat during the gig, you know, because <laughs> it, it interferes with, with my singing. So I gave my best and so did we all and the crowd enjoyed it. It was great. And after the first encore like this, I had a rush of thoughts, you know, like, I don't know. I thought about everything like in, in seconds. And then my, my heart opened up and my tears just push, you know, so I had a, a, a few moments uh, to myself behind the back line, um, you know, having a little cry. You know, it's like always good to have a little cry every now and then if you have pent up emotions. And that's what I had. So and then we we did uh, bedside radio and I could see, you know, be, I mean, even before me that there were other folks in the crowd who, who were uh, wiping the tears away. And it, it was a big thing because we, we mean a lot to Switzerland, you know, being the only uh, rock band that made it for so long and, and uh, also so big internationally. And, and uh, yeah, as I said before, the 15,000, uh, sorry, 15, uh, platinum, yeah, million, that's, that's, fifteen million sold. Yeah, but that's not just for Switzerland. It's it's worldwide and over a long period of time. You know, I mean, we're we're not up there with uh, like you know Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard, uh, White Snakes, and 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 the real big guys. But you know, we 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 had a modest success, and and we're happy about it. We're certainly proud. And they're proud of us here. And um, that's what matters. And, you know, bottom line is we're still together. And we only lost, we only had one fatal casualty uh, along the way, you know. And, okay, we had about 30 uh, band members coming in and out. Crocus has been like a revolving door, if you like, you know. But 
Um, but in the end, we came together as uh, we had the re- big reunion of the originals uh, with since I had joined the band. Um, you know, taking us back to the the big eight albums. You know, and and that's the big box that we just released as well, which omits a few other albums where some people are not on it. You know. Uh, so it's it's been a nice thing and and um, yeah I'm, uh, it's it's like a week ago today and and um, yeah, I'm I'm still a little bit emotional about it and it's like the afterglow after having uh, you know <laughs> had a good night you know what I mean it's it's great it's really um, great and at the same time. Uh, there's this melancholic feeling about it being over here in Europe. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. You know, it's it's hard to accept. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so let me ask you about that. Because, you know, when, when fans hear Farewell Tour and they think of The Who and they think of Kiss and they think of The Scorpions and now Motley Crue, you know, and I could go on forever, yeah, right? Yeah. And you think of, and I, I we, could, we could do this list for another 10 minutes. They go, oh, okay, Crocus is on a farewell tour. They'll be back in three years. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Well, obviously. obviously. So, so why make that decision to, to announce a farewell tour? Why not just say goodbye and then sit around and then maybe in five years from now saying, hey, you know what, that was it, we were done. Or just say, hey, you know what, let's go home for three years and think about it and Maybe we'll do something in 2023. Why announce a farewell and, and how how locked in stone is it? How written in stone is it? Or 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 are you the Scorpions? Well, no, we're not the Scorpions. I think everyone lives in his own um, dimension, if you like. And in, in our dimension, um, the, the way we uh, reason and think over here... Um, in the Crocus family is, um, you know, we look at Fernando, okay? He's one of the founder members and uh, he's had cancer. He recovered that and he had uh, open heart surgery a few years back and he recovered and got stronger. And, um, well, uh, sometimes, you know, we... we uh, we realize, you know, that that the memory is not as as quick as it used to be, you know, and and um, then there's there's been a lot of deaths, you know, in 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 the music scene and the rock scene. People are leaving us every year, and um, then then this thing with Malcolm Young, you know, um, going um, having his um, um, uh, what did he have? Senile senility, some kind of... Well, some kind of dementia, I believe. Dementia, dementia, yeah, exactly. So this is all, you know, and we're uh, kind of uh, getting close. You know, I'm, I'm, I just turned 68 last October. I'm the oldest guy in the band. And I don't really feel it, you know, myself, except, you know, uh, a bit of arthritis, my... Uh, sciatic nerve because I had fallen off stage in 1982 on a tour with Ted Nugent and that still hurts and you know um, then there's the usual stuff like a bit of arthritis in the fingers and stuff. 
So we we start to feel like, hey, um, we we're, we're really we're really rocking now. We really are. Crocus is really on top because we've got our shit together with the music, with the arrangements. We threw out everything that that doesn't work on stage. We um, in in Swiss we call it fairly fun. You know the 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 extra embroidery and, and shit like that. Yeah, we'll get straight to the point and do it. And okay, we don't run around on stage like we used to, you know. Um, for example, myself, I like to save my energy for my lungs, you know, keep the air in my lungs because I needed to belt out those high notes, you know. And thank God I'm touching my wooden table, as I say it, I, I can still hit the high notes, you know, long stick goes boom is long stick goes boom is, is long stick goes boom it's like uh, journalists called it the song that acdc never wrote and for us it's like been the biggest the best opener uh for every concert that we've played played since ages and and it's up there you know vocally and whoa. so i have to be able to deliver that and you know and it's you know with the guitar players it's like uh can I, can I play what I think? <laughs> you know, is the connectivity between my brain and my fingers that fast? You know, are my fingers that fast? What about the little, uh, <laughs> you know, all this shit you start uh, being confronted with. And uh, then we have our families to deal with and, you know, all, all, these, uh, all this other stuff, like when we're not on tour or, when we're not rehearsing together, we're not always together. You know, everyone has his own home. And so when we come together, it's fun and we get on stage and we kick ass and we enjoy it. You know, we have the after show party. And and then one day, Chris and Fernando on the tour bus, uh, one morning I made my coffee and I went up, sit out front and, and watch the view and, they said, "Hey, Mark, uh, uh, we we just decided something, and they said we want to call it quits. You know, at, at the end of this year. This was at the beginning of this year, and uh, so I had I really had to swallow deep, and and, and you know, uh, yeah, I walked away and not in in a real happy mood, you know, and <laughs> but it's really happened, you know." It wasn't my initial decision, and uh, Chris and Fernando kind of started the whole thing going, you know. I mean, they were the ones who, in the beginning, were really influenced by ACDC, and that's when they decided they needed to have me in the band, because Chris was singing before me, and uh, they thought, well, he's got the pipes and can hit hit those notes, and... uh, that's the kind of music we want to go for, you know. So, uh, as I said, they they put this thing on its feet, really, the way it is today. And um, so it's it's really their decision, and I have to respect that, you know. So, but I'm gonna carry on. I'm I'm gonna carry on, you know. <laughs> okay, so that that's what that's what I was going to ask you. you. You're not walking away then from from the from the business. You're you're going to have what a, a new band or or mark solo albums or 
How do you see yourself moving forward? Well, I've always had parallel to Crocus. I've always had things going on. You know, it's yes. like this year I start, I go on tour with This Is Rock. This is like a big circus tent. And um, it's not a stadium, it's a circus, circus tent. But I like the musicians uh, there. It used to be called Rock Circus. And I did three tours with them. And it was fun. It's better than just, you know, staying at home, watching TV on the sofa, you know, because <laughs> that, that's the way you're going to lose your voice and get rusty and lose that that top octave. That that's very important uh, in hard rock, you know. And so I've got that going. I've got uh, uh, this this band I formed with a few other guys just for. One gig we're doing, which is a big charity gig called Love Ride, where, where we have about 800 motorbikes uh, rolling up and all these people coming and, and in, in support for people in wheelchairs, you know, with uh, whatever puts people in wheelchairs, you know. So that's another thing we, we're writing. Uh, in the, we're going to write five songs and do the gig and add some covers and just have some fun and all the money's going to charity. So that's something else. And then I took part, like recently I went to Gran Canaria, you know, the Canary Islands on out on the Atlantic and took part in a show called Sing Mine Song, which means sing my song. You know, it sounds almost like that in German, you know, sing my song. And uh, this is a thing, it's a TV program that's been going in Germany since a few years, and it's very big, very successful. People love the way it's made up. You know, it's too complicated to explain now, but we're, we're doing, we did the Swiss version. We, we did eight parts of the series. It's, it's one of the first series. Um, and that's going to be shown on the 2nd of February on, um, yeah, on... 2020? On, now, sorry? I, it's going to be shown in February, <laughs> February of 2020. Um, will, will there be a, a reunion with China, the uh, the other great Swiss band? Um, while uh-huh, yeah, well, hey, yeah, China. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I worked with the guitar player of China since 25 years. You know, I had joined China and we, we did the Mark Storace and China um, tour uh, because I, I respected the guys and and I, I kind of felt sorry for them that they had had, you know, the reason of their not being so successful. And I mean, in fact, they disbanded now is because they had a new singer with every new album. I mean, that's not very good for your identity because uh, for uh, most people out there, the identity of the band is is the singer's voice. They can recognize it more than they can recognize 100%. a guitar. 100%. Listen, you, know. you, you know Steven Tyler more than you know the songs. You know, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know Dave Lou Mustaine Graham. or Lou Graham, right? I mean, that's, it's just the way it is. And it's hard to change a singer. Now, you you did, of course, that that yeah. great live album with them called Alive in 2000. And if fans haven't checked out Alive, 
Mark Starace yeah. and and China from uh, 2000. Uh, it was really I think it was re- er, recorded in the 90s but released uh, a few years later. You got to go check it out. It, it's just a great fun uh live yeah. album. And and of course you cover yeah. Highway Star on it so you can't go wrong when you're covering Deep Purple. We covered that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no. Uh, as I said, I, you know, I carried on being friends with with uh, uh, Claudio, the guitar player, and Freddie as well, the other guitar player, who now plays with Gotthard. You know, the uh, the other yeah, the great Gotthard. Yeah. There, there are there are two European bands that I love more than anything. One is Gothard and the other is Thunder. I am a diehard of both. Steve Lee was the greatest oh, vocalist yeah. that North America has never heard of. He was an yeah. angel and his death was, was ugh, it, it, totally, it, it yeah. crushing, totally crushing. And, and how he died was yeah. completely. Ugh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, very, he, very weird. That was really weird. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It, it yeah. Was. At this point, we uh, took a listen to a uh, China's version of Highway Star with him. I've unfortunately had to cut it out, but let's get back to uh, Mark Starace talking about ACDC. All right, so but l- let me ask you about this here. So, since we're talking about singers and, and voices, you have been connected, and you just mentioned ACDC, you know, with Longstick. Um, yeah. You've been connected with the band twice. Uh, after the passing of Bon Scott, there was, hey, Mark's going to do it. And then when yeah. uh, Brian left recently before Axl Rose came in, hey, Mark's going to do it. How much of that is true? How much of that is fantasy? How much of that is somewhere in between where you got a call, but it really wasn't more than a call? Like, like what's let's separate fact from fantasy. Look, I'll be honest. I never got a call from ACDC directly. Um, when when Bon Scott died, I I uh, I was totally so, I was so into Crocus. It was like a a new love affair. I was totally into Crocus, and and it 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 would have taken uh, something really big, like Led Zeppelin, maybe, to to make me make a move because I thought, well, uh, ACDC just lost their singer. Okay, well. Bad luck, sorry. Um, it's a pity, and uh, rest in peace, Bon. And but you know, I'm we're on a rise here. We're on a good. Um, how can it? We're on the ball, you know. And we have just. Uh, when I was asked the question, it it was by the, the same guy who owns the the production company who also did ACDC's productions, you know. So it was like. Uh, 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 um, through the grapevine, you know, and so I believed what he was saying. You know, I, he said, "Would you like to audition? I can arrange that." And so I said, "Hey, Steve, you know, this is um, I'm I'm really not interested. I'm so happy here with Crocus, and you know, I mean, this is like uh, playing dice. You know, tumbling dice." Uh, taking a risk, no risk, no gain. I think Crocus is going to go places, you know, and we actually did go places. But well, look if, where I can, if I can contextualize it a little bit, this is 1980 and ACDC is not AT, ACDC of 2020 or of 2019. They were still a band very much on the rise yeah. trying to make a thing. 
You had Medal yeah. Rendezvous, which had been four times platinum, at least in Switzerland. Yeah. You know, if you look at it objectively in whatever, February, May, or June of 1980, mm-hmm. you were the bigger band. You were the one that had a little more heat connected to you. But, right? But so. you, you know, when you look at where I come from vocally, and if you look at my vocal spectrum, it's like ACDC would have, uh, I mean, the way I see ACDC is locked into one style, and they do it the best. You know, they're the best of what they do. Um, but with Crocus, you know, I had more leeway, more to the left, more to the right, and more broader spectrum of using my voice, you know, which for me is more fun, you know. I mean, I, I, I cover ACDC songs t- till this day. I really enjoy them. You know, TNT, Highway to Hell, you know, the the most popular songs, obviously, and uh, a couple of days ago, I was singing Big Balls. You know, we've got big balls. <laughs> you know, they've got big balls, but we've got the biggest balls of them all. Yeah, uh, really fun music. I, I love that stuff, you know, and the lyrics, the bone roads and everything. And then then came Robert John Mutlonger and, and, and came, you know, back in black. I mean, wow, you know. Um, in the beginning, I didn't really like Brian Johnson's voice, you know, because in the meantime, I, I had become a, a, a Bon Scott fan, you know, because um, as time went by, I listened more into ACDC and, you know, and, um, you know, but and, and today I wouldn't try to cover a, a Brian Johnson song because it's it's really not good for my voice because... That man can sing so high. It's amazing what a voice he has. He's, just, he's like, it's like, I don't know what it's made of, made of steel. Um, and and I prefer the bluesier uh, Bon Scott approach, you know. And and I come from that same thing, you know. I have I have the blues, you know. And if when I get too old to to do the the hard rock and lose that top octave, then uh, I can still go go on, you know, singing the blues and stuff. I can write about uh, the depressing, melancholic uh, parts of my life, you know, the the heavy uh, tragedies I, I went through and sing about them. But th- it's not the time yet, you know. I I feel I, I've still got a long way to go and. Uh, I don't really know yet what I'm going to put my finger on, but right now there are offers coming in by by uh, songwriters and and managements and and bands and stuff, and it's almost too much, you know, because I'm not finished with Crocus yet. You know, we still have to. We owe it to our fans over the big pond, you know, which is Canada and the USA and. We're doing one big festival in in Mexico. We owe it to them to come over and say goodbye, you know, and thank you for for your support. That that really, uh, I mean, it was amazing. I'll never forget. And uh, the the big tour we did with Ace, with uh, Def Leppard, for example, Gary Moore opening, God rest his soul, and we as special guests and. 
Def Leppard closing and Michael Jackson at number one in the charts, you know, with Beat It on the, and all this stuff that was happening there was so exciting. You know, I get excited now again when I think about it. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, we we made peace with, with Def Leppard because we hadn't finished with on, on good terms because of our manager who was a little bit, bit too Te- temperament, uh, full of temperament, uh, you know, and and, uh, and uh, he and their manager, like, poof, they ended up in a fist fight, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> oh boy, boy. What, was when that I, uh, I, was that with uh, Malvin? Was it Malvin Mortimer that that he <laughs> that he was having that that fight with? Um, <laughs> no, but no, Malvin... no, no, no. Um, what was his name? Oh shit. Um, now that you put 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 me on the spot, I I forget. But right, but let, 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 let me move on from this because I've got a million questions and and we're already at twenty. Yeah, go ahead, I've we're, got time. We're, we're already at twenty five minutes. So. No, as long <laughs> yeah, I know. We we tried to connect on Skype and we couldn't do it. But uh, uh, yesterday I spoke to Doro Pesh and you did uh, that movie Anouk that she was also in. You also did something I believe it was called yeah. The Handyman. Uh, where not only did you star in the movies, but you also provided some of the music. Is that where you might see your life going? Not necessarily in an acting way, though that would be great, but do you see yourself maybe just sort of sitting at home and contributing to movies? Let me try that again. Movie soundtracks and and, and just sort of do some sort of studio work rather than being out on the stage? Well, everything's possible, you know, and speaking about acting, I... I took part because I re- I wanted to act. <laughs> I, I I wanted to act a little bit longer, <laughs> so I accepted to join this this rock opera, and it was called Test, and um, we only did about ten shows, and I got compliments from left and right, and, um, and my manager, and you know. People close to me and stuff, they were amazed, you know, and I was like, wow, I remembered all the text and um, I hit the notes and I was in the right place at the right time because it's amazing when you're live in in a theater acting, you know, and there's no cuts. There's no overdubs, nothing. It's all live. The band is there live. The backing vocalists, the, the orchestra, everything's happening live. And you rehearsed for over a year. I learned, had to learn everything by heart. It was so intense, the whole thing. And there was, there was times where, where I, I got scared. And I, and I thought, you know, oh, shit, I, can I do this, really? until the last moment backstage, you know. And um, yeah, then I saw, you know, one actor after the other, one actress after the other, just, you know, with tears in their eyes because they they were so, you know, scared shitless, you know, and so was I, but we pulled it off and it's amazing. I've got it on video and and, uh, actually Rogers and Hammerstein are looking at this uh, this um, opera in the meantime. And um, I wonder what's going to happen with it. Uh, but okay, I want to ask you this. Uh, back, back, to the, back to the interview and back to Sirius. Uh, a fan sent this yeah. in. 
and I'm going to read it from the uh, from the fan. His name is Johnny L, and on Twitter he goes by at Lick It Up, which obviously is a reference to Kiss, which means that obviously Johnny is a fantastic human being. But he says, ask Mark. He says, can you please ask Mark the following question? Why yeah. does the band refuse to play their big U.S. hits live, such as Ballroom Blitz, Midnight Maniac, Our Love, School's Out, etc.? So, okay, he's got a fair point. You know, when you're in a band, you want to have that recognizable hit. You know, you want to have Pour Some Sugar On Me. You want to have Rock and Roll All Night. You want to have, you know, Highway Star, You where people go, oh, yeah. Mm, I know what that is. And you had mm-hmm. that with those songs. You definitely had that. Now, a couple of those are covers and a couple of them are not. But what? Yeah, what but, well, but yeah, so explain. <laughs> okay, it, it's, it's actually very simple. If you look at the big box that, that we're selling now, the, the Crocus Collection, um, those same hits are missing from, from there as well. The whole albums are missing. The Blitz, change of address they're not on there and the reason is as i said before it's that chris is back in the band and um you know so he wasn't on to rock or not to be either so and um he's he's been producing the band since the reunion of 2008 and um he he uh he doesn't like the sound of those songs you know and Okay, that's no excuse because you know I, I'm, I'm for playing everything. You know, I don't care if Chris uh, was on the, you know, involved in those songs or not in the past. I, I think if the fans made, made those songs become hits because that's what fans are here for. You know, it's not we who make songs into hits. It's the fan that buys the songs, you know. We just write them, produce them, and put them out there. And if everybody ignores them, then, you know, who cares? You know, but, you know, that's the, the argument I tried to get over and get through to Chris, our, our bass player, producer, founder member of Crocus. So, you know, I came at a later point, you know, so it's Fern and him who do the decision. So you have to talk to them, you know. Okay. Well, but uh, I was just thinking if, if they didn't like the sound in, in 2017, you put out Big Rocks, which was your covers of Queen and The Who and Trogs and Animals. Yeah. Maybe just re-record them with the new band and give them that new sort well, of 2017 it, sound. And yeah. put, Okay. That's what I've been saying, you know, I, because I invented a, war, uh, a word you know which helps me to communicate uh what what i'm trying to to say to to, to my own band it's like let's crocusize that fucker you know <laughs> i agree i i agree i think yeah. i need i need to talk to chris for you that's what that's what needs to happen <laughs> you, you definitely have you, i, you I have need to i need to set him straight yeah pull his ears you know <laughs> Um, I want to get back to my original point at the beginning, just real quick, because uh, we sort of, we, yeah. uh, you look at uh, Rock the Block in 2003, uh, Switzerland number one, Hoodoo, Switzerland number one, Dirty Dynamite, Switzerland number one, Big Rock, Switzerland number one, uh, Metal Rendezvous, like we said, four times platinum. 
what yeah. what happened with the American market and the North American market? Was it a question of the songs just didn't connect? Was it a question of poor management? Did you not tour here enough? Where do you think, you know, did MTV in the 80s not support you? Did, where where uh, was that disconnect? No, no, no. Well, uh, now it depends which album you're talking about. Metal Rendezvous... Uh, is when I joined the band and we rocketed in, into the charts and the phones were ringing all over. They wanted to have us on, on in their countries and uh, later on came the USA because a certain Mr. Mike Bone of um, Arista Records in, in New York, he heard heard the album and he thought, wow, you know, you know heat strokes and so on. We've got to have this band, and we we got signed up eventually to Arista, New York, and and then uh, one thing follows another. We signed up with American management, and we were suddenly out in the USA with a new album called called Hardware. So uh, the, it's the duty of the of the record company to push the new album and not the the, the one before. Uh, but we had those songs. We had a few songs, uh, you know, Heat Strokes. We still have on the set list, Bedside Radio. We still have on the set list, Fire, you know, from uh, Metal Rendezvous. That, um, you know, we, we we played regularly on tour. And uh, so it, the, that album, Metal Rendezvous, didn't have the chance to kind of, I don't know, turn gold in the USA, you know, but, but step by step, you know, and, and, and the next album after hardware was called, uh, ironically one vice at a time, you know, it's almost like same one step at a time, you know, and the album that followed headhunter took us right up to 19, uh, to number 24 in the U S billboard charts, which was for us, it was like, you know, Coming, me coming from tiny Malta, you know, minuscule little island in the Mediterranean, and then coming from Switzerland, which is still a small country compared to Austria, Germany, France, Russia, China, you know, uh, we were like, we felt like pigs and shit, you know. <laughs> And, yeah, um, and, and by the way, being top 40 in 1983 meant something. Being top 40 now is sort of like, well, oh, great, you got, you know, 12 spins on Spotify. Congratulations. But in 1983, <laughs> it was millions of copies. It, it was something to behold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And arenas were sold out. You know, we, uh, as I said, we were special, the special guests of, of Def Leppard. Uh, when they had my favorite Death Leopard album out, you know, Pyromania. And it was amazing, you know. It was like, uh, holy moly. We experienced crowds that we never experienced before. And, and then came the record company, uh, you know, and and our man, they got our management on the side, and there was our booker there, and they they started to, they they were like kind of, the saliva was dripping out of their mouths when when they were reading the sales figures of Def Leppard, you know, the headliner, 
you know, because they were really selling a lot of albums and lots of merchandising. So our manager too, you know, he was drooling, you know, wishing that Crocus would sell the same, if not now with the next album, you know. So that's when they broke, you know, the camel's back, if if you like. And that's when Chris left, you know. And uh, and that's probably another reason why he doesn't want to play songs from the Blitz and change of address or, you know, because uh, they, they kind of forced us into a corner and um, offered us big, in those days you had big budgets, you know, for recording, for, you had tour support, you had the limos, five-star hotels and all the luxury, you know. And you have to be strong not to fall into the dark side of the moon, you know. So anyway, uh, we were lured into trying to uh, lose our edge, you know. And and Crocus needs to have an edge, you know. But we were on tour consequently without having uh, any time off to be able to meditate and look back and and think hey where are we where are we going you know which way are we facing where where did we come from you know all this stuff which is important for any brain any human brain so you can go forward you know so uh, we ended up splitting up with Chris and and going for the Blitz album, you know, which which didn't do bad at all, you know. Um, but still, you know, that that was a very strange time and a lot of a lot of bands did this same mistake, you know. We know that and um suddenly the band comes on stage wearing diff- different kinds of clothes. I mean, we looked like old gypsies, and and now we look like uh, I don't know. <laughs> we were going to go to some carnival, uh, yeah, yeah. All these things. It's it's um, it's amazing, you know. But that, but it is. But that's long. I, I, I want to ask you about about uh, the Blitz real quick, just from the the Canadian perspective. First of all, you're at Little Mountain Sound in in Vancouver, so I want to ask you about that. But also, uh, you've got this Brian Adams song, "A Boy's Night Out," uh, written of course with Jim Valens. You got Bruce Fairburn. You've got Bruce Bob Fairburn. Rock. God you got God rest, God rest his, soul. his soul. You've got Mike Fraser, mastered by oh, George yeah. Murray. I mean. You look at Metallica. the right. I mean, this is this is the power uh, production team. I mean, from George Marino to Fairburn to Rock to Fraser, you got a Valens song, an Adams song. Uh, you're yeah. you're in you're in the studio. Um, I mean, that it's just it's amazing. So let, let me ask you first of all, Little Mountain is known for the drum sound. What was that like? Because when you listen to the Blitz, you you it it, it has the drum sound, right? It, it it's got. There was a certain thing about. I guess it was the the loading dock or something where they where they would record these drums and get that that incredible live. I don't even know how to describe. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like some kind of an echo. Yeah, it's it's, know, it's fantastic on, on the snare. And you know that slap, 
it's it, it's like you know it's like a slap you know. <laughs> Um, but what, uh, what was it like working with that amazing. team? Because that team wasn't that team yet. You know what I mean? This is 1984. The Black Album is not out. The, the Dr. Feelgood's not out. The, uh, the, the Guns N' Roses stuff is not out. This was the team before they became the team. So, so how was that like working with them? And what did they bring to the project? And did you notice when you were working with them, like, oh, shit, yeah, these guys are... are there's something here. Yeah, sure, but but you know, um, it it was a, a strange, strange um, feeling. Anyway, you know, um, when I compare it, for example, so you maybe understand, maybe I'll understand <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is like when we did Headhunter, we were in Orlando, we wrote all the songs. In the heat, like over 45 degrees, in this this big warehouse with no air conditioning, we sweated. We were in we were wearing shorts, and there were no swimming pools, and like, you know, and we rode screaming in the night, and and the headhunter, and and you know, the the real heavy stuff. I mean, that was a pretty heavy album. Well, yeah, you had Tom Allen from Judas Priest fame, so you would and and, and uh, Rob, was, Rob Halford on one song. Yeah, you know? yeah. You see, um, <laughs> and we thought we're a metal band, and, and we have Tom Allen there. He was there, riding riding horses with me, and he fell off and broke his arm. <laughs> and during the production in, in Orlando, his, the whole the whole time his arm was in a sling. Poor guy. And and we're still friends. He lives in in Milano, you know, not far from here, really. And uh, he commutes from from England to Milano. And, uh, I I saw him at a Judas Priest concert uh, two years ago. Oh wow! All, all and by that, the way, he, he would be a great interview. My God! But yeah, but but there you go. So, Amazing. so this this was I I mean I felt I felt better. Uh, doing Headhunter than I did doing the Blitz, you know that's what I'm getting at. You know, I mean we we were taking karate lessons there, trying to be fit, and you know it was a whole different thing. You know, Fernando and I got haircuts and you know kind of more more uh, fashionable stuff, and so um, from the whole team like. The people behind the desk and everything. Bruce Fairburn was doing karate with us as well. You know, Bob Rock is Bob Rock. You know, he was the guy who who got got the idea of recording uh, screeching tires and stuff like that. You know, uh, on uh, yeah. Uh, but but the whole thing was not didn't have this heavy mystical aura. To it, you know what I mean. Um, um, although it was fun doing, you know. And then we did American Woman. That's a and, great, great song there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ballroom Blitz, Ballroom Blitz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. American Woman, um, which, by the way, uh, I'm looking at the set list from the Holland yeah. Stadion. Uh, you played that, and you also played yeah. "Rocking in the Free World," the uh, the great Neil Young song. Another another great Canadian connection. 
Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And and Fernando was always in, uh, influenced by Bachmann Turner Overdrive, you know. So before before I joined the the band, even uh, we even covered "Stay Awake All Night" by those guys. And uh, later on, we did uh, "You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet," you know. The <laughs> bam bam, nice, heavy. Um, I like I like. Singing with with a band when the, when the band sounds heavy and and you know uh, you know it's kind of uh, yeah yeah well all right so we're 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 at forty six minutes so let let me wrap this up we're uh, and and if we if we have to we'll do a part two but we've got the uh, the final tour adios amigos coming over to uh, North yeah. America in uh, twenty twenty. Uh, yeah. there's a date, I believe in uh, Toronto, there's no Montreal for now. There's no Quebec now. There's no Ottawa, but we'll hopefully have those, uh, at some point. Um, well, I did, I did send, send, uh, the information across to, uh, our management and the, the reply was, well, the tour is fixed and then Chris doesn't want to uh, put any extra dates on, you know, at this point in time, but. You know, maybe come spring when the sun is shining again, and you know, um, then he's going to think otherwise. And uh, well, let's see. Well, well, <laughs> you, to, you 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 just answered. Things, yeah. yeah. Well, you you answered my question. I was going to ask you because it really is sort of a limited run. It's it's about uh, yeah. fifteen to twenty dates. So right yeah. now. According to to what you just said, Chris is not in the mindset of adding more than that. But hopefully, maybe, and I'm not necessarily mean Montreal, but maybe we'll get a few more dates, or or maybe we'll stretch it into 2021 and come back because it it just seems um it seems so very limited. And I think I think folks want to go say goodbye. They want to say adios amigos uh, to Crocus, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's uh, the way I've been, you know, um, so, but at the same time, you know, I'm ready to, you know, just, just come over and do it and see what happens. And then we know more. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, as I said, as you said too, we could uh, stretch it on so that we come back and, and uh, say goodbye, amigos, to to, to more states and more more, more places. People, more, and there's a great places. festival over here called M3, which uh, this year they you we know did they, that. yeah you've done we M3 right and 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 I think that's the perfect festival for you to come back on and and that would be a great stage to say goodbye to America on because it's it's just. It's just the proper fan base. It's the proper venue. It's the proper organization. I think that would be, yeah. to me, that would be uh, we, terrific. We did we did that in two fifteen, I think, and it was we did uh, the Mork first, which yeah. we're doing again in, in February, and then um, we we came over, and started in Houston, and and carried on, and we did uh, M three. That's in Maryland, right? Or Baltimore. Yeah, it's in um, uh, Columbia, Maryland, not too far from Baltimore. Okay, and, and it, it, it's yeah. it's the best. It's the best. I mean, uh, the way it's organized, the way the stage is backstage. They've renovated since 2015. It, it's just incredible. It's an incredible experience. Cool, cool. Um, um, it, will there be any more? By the way, uh, and any more Crocus? I, I know you did the uh, the final show in Europe. 
was it recorded for a DVD or a live album or, or is anything going to be recorded for, or is it, or are you just sort of going to do these shows and, and no, no. sailing? Okay. We, we've recorded uh, quite a few festivals and uh, some backstage stuff, even uh, some rehearsal shots and, you know, um, then we probably uh, do some interviews and talk about the uh, put a bit of history in there and stuff and and put it all together and have a DVD out. I don't know when, you know. At the same time, I've been doing one separately for my myself because my history goes back uh, further than Crocus you know, um, back to my birthplace in Malta. And, you know, I I have moved to London and uh, then came to Switzerland. And before Crocus, I was in a, another band, a progressive rock band called T. And uh, in fact, that's how I met Crocus because we took them on, on tour with us on the last T tour, you know. So that's how I got to know the boys and, we smoked the joint backstage and I listened to their incredible guitar player they had. And uh, later on, we lost him, you know, after I, I joined because he was already a, a little bit addicted to the bad stuff, you know, the drugs. And, you know, unfortunately, and such a sweet guy, too, you know, and he's the guy who's playing the solos on on fire, you know, on Tokyo Nights, you know, two of the best guitar solos in the world, I think, you know. Um, yeah, so we have to play it by ear. There's uh, stuff coming out, and um, we might even try to write the last couple of numbers, songs, you know, and we'll see what, how the muse hits us, you know. Right now, it's it's cold and dreary, and and we all want to cuddle up in front of the Christmas tree <laughs> with our families and and then enjoy enjoy the season with a little bit of melancholy, um, knowing that we we close the curtain in Europe. Uh, but but a new one's gonna go up, go open uh, with with the monsters of rock cruise, you know, and we'll be in seeing the sun again and and stuff things will be better and and, and there's know, a lot and, to reflect upon too i mean when you when you look at your career you you did oh, your definitely. first performances in 1965 so 2020 is going to mark 55 years of you being a musician a a performing musician that's that's unbelievable right uh yeah yeah i i, I started actually at the age of 14 yeah, well, i joined the boys, My first band. the boys yeah. and Stonehenge Union, Stonehenge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 55. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. So 50, yeah. 55 years as an active musician, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, what the, the first T album was what? 70, 72, One, 70, I think 71, 72, 72, 72, I guess. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. you're, you're coming up to uh, 50 years of your first release. I mean, that's, there's a there's a lot yeah. there's a lot of 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 story to tell. I mean that's it's and by yeah. the way uh, on that I'm just going to say uh, felicitations, congratulations because uh, 50 Thank years you. of doing something uh, and doing it at a Thank high you. level is unbelievable. But, you know. 
You know, it's it's my passion. You know, if I couldn't do this, I I would die. You know, and and I guess I'm I'm living to do it. You know, apart from you know, I have I love my family and you know relatives and all that. I'm quite a family man. You know, when it boils down to it. But um, yeah, I had a good upbringing uh, down in Malta, great place, except for the politics. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, um, thanks a lot. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I hope I can go on for a couple, you know, at least another decade, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, I'm too. I hope so, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and more and, music, more music. Yeah, definitely. That's music uh, that keeps me alive. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I like writing. You know, I the last song I wrote was for my daughter, Juliana, because she has an incredible voice. Um, it's not like my voice. You know, it's, it's, it's more a female, very nice, sensitive voice. And, and she loves singing melancholic songs. And, and um, I wrote this song for her. Um, we're, we're doing it together as a duet on the 20th December. We're playing uh, with Claudio from China and another friend of ours on drums. And uh, so I'm taking Juliana on board and we're going to do a handful of songs together. She's going to be our guest. And she's so excited and proud and uh, I hope, you know, she gets the virus, you know, the music inside her and carries on long after I've gone. You know what I mean? It's uh, something I hope for. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's going to be nice to see. I just uh, I just saw Billy Joel in uh, New York in November and he brought out his daughter to sing with him at Madison Square Garden. So it, it is. A, yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's a touching yeah. moment, you know, and and. You could see it uh, with him playing the piano and her staring out at, you know, whatever, 18,000 people that there's there's a, a daddy-daughter moment that you can't, you know, you, it, it just singing together is just something anyway. Uh, on that, we are at an, at an hour. Uh, I will say, as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much. Uh, toujours un plaisir. Always a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, and, and we we barely we barely scratched the surface i mean it's been an hour but there, there are so many songs so many stories so many albums so many oh, tours yeah. there's you know what oh, happened yeah. on the Def leopard tour and what happened here and but we will get to oh, it. Oh yeah, we need we need we need to go fishing and, and let the tape run. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to do. And uh, when you are in North America, if you're doing the DVD thing and you need somebody to sit down and interview you, I'll be happy to volunteer. Volunteer is the important word. Uh, I'll I'll help out. Why not? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll tell that to my uh, director, Sep Sep Sutter. He's doing my uh, biography film, you know, for for Netflix. Wow. And um, now Netflix, yeah. Netflix or Netflix Switzerland? Is, is it like no, no, no. global? Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. I, I guess it's international, isn't it? No, it is. I yeah. don't know. Oh, well, that's, um, that's kind of cool. I'm not into the details and the, and the business much, you know, but uh, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's got this big studio and stuff. And he was uh, on stage with us in the Hallenstadion um, getting bits and pieces while. His partners were out there with bigger cameras, getting the whole stadium in. And yeah, this is going to be something they have to puzzle together. And 
I'm, I'm looking forward to the first screening, whenever that is. But uh, as I said, that first first will come the the crocus thing, and mine mine can wait. You know, I I've got we've got to visit Malta and do some filming there and interview people. A couple some of my uh, old 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 musician friends <laughs> and. Uh, Go on to London and you know uh, New York and California and and Canada would Montreal, be great. Montreal, Montreal, yeah, Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I- I'm excited. It's, There's going to be a Netflix movie. That's kind of cool, actually. That's very cool, actually. I think so too. I think so. But and he he knows he knows all that stuff. Me, I just watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, you just you just show up. Uh, Anyway, thank you, sir. Merci. Have a have a pleasant rest of the evening. Thank you. I've I've got my grappa beside me. Grappa, you know this schnapps. Yeah. Made yeah. from made from grape juice. Mmm, fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna go and uh, switch on my Netflix and carry on with my series. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, sir. Bonsoir. Good night. Thank you. Bonsoir, Mitch. Bonsoir. Take care. You too. This has been Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. For more exclusive content and interviews, subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and many more. Follow Mitch on all the socials, especially Twitter, at Mitch LaFon, and on Instagram, at Mitch underscore LaFon. Get your Mitch merch now at loudtracks.com slash Mitch.